This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Not Without My Solution. Today, Rosemary McCabe and I, Beatrice McCabe, are here to answer your questions, your agony aunt questions. Rosemary is your agony aunt and I am your slightly younger agony cousin. We are here to answer any questions you may have and give you our salient perspectives on your life choices. And like I said to Rosemary in the past, I actually think I'd be a really, really good therapist, except for the fact that I'd only be good for one session, because after that, if you came back and hadn't done exactly what I recommended, I would have to fire you as a patient. So we're going to see how good and how patient I am today. I think you'd be a good life coach because you'd be good at like giving advice, but I don't think you'd be great at like listening with a neutrality you know because sometimes people come into therapy and they're like I don't need advice I need empathy and I think you would struggle with that oh absolutely that's not my patient I'd be like sorry move to the next you know what nowadays as well everybody needs therapy so not to make light of it but like I don't think I'd be sure to patients if I was extremely demanding anyway (laughs) if you have a question for us you have a response to our episode you have anything you'd like to share with us a funny story an embarrassing story about your sister that she doesn't know you're going to share with us Leave us a voice note in our Instagram DMs, Instagram at not without my sister. Leave us a voice note and we're going to play some of the best ones. If you're comfortable with that. Right. Sorry. Only send us voice notes if you're happy for us to play them on the show. Yeah, but like it's much easier to do a voice note sometimes than it is to write a long story. So you can also say, I'm happy for you to use this. What if their voices are extremely recognizable? I would also say, you know, that I, my own, my own experience with therapy now having gone, have been, now that I'm an expert, having gone to therapy for how long? Four weeks? No, about three months. Three months, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, last week, my therapist was a bit curt with me, you know, and I was, I didn't really enjoy it so much. But I would say, like, I was thinking to myself, I mean, I can't just go to therapy and love all the feedback and kind of feel like sort of validated by this whole thing. Like, part of it is hearing the parts that you don't want to hear and the uncomfortable parts and like having the hard, yeah, having the hard moments and confronting yourself. And yeah, I mean, I, and mm. it's also okay to not agree with your therapist. I was, deciding I was like it's also okay to go like this person 
because there's this part of me now is also like I don't want to disappoint you know I don't want her to like I know that's always a weird like a weird part about therapy I always wanted to make her laugh well less about that I don't want her to like to feel like I'm not you know, making but good choices. I don't, and I was also like, you know what? That's not what it's about. Like, mm. she is another person. She's a sounding board, and she's given me, hopefully, like decent guidance or mm. advice or questioning me or whatever. But at the same time, like, she doesn't have to live with any of my no, decisions. No, and it's and it's up to you. It's up to you what you do with it and where you go with it yeah. and what but path I have, you take. You have to remember that, though, right? Like, yeah. I, I have to remember it. So, I mean, I'd have to remember that too if I was a therapist. And I'm telling you, I don't think I don't think anybody's in danger of me becoming one. But. If anybody would like unsolicited advice, I'm here for it. Rosemary would call that criticism. If anybody would like solicited advice, we're here for it too. Okay, you know what? If you have something you'd like to say to Beatrice in private and not have it read out in the podcast, send her a voice note. She's at Beatrice McCabe on Instagram. But for the podcast, I'm not without my sister. Send us voice notes and we'll pick the good ones and play them on the show. Jeez, I'd love that. I don't know if I'd know how to read it or to listen to a voice note. You don't know how to listen. You just press play. Oh, right. Okay. And for anyone who has not got enough of us, who thinks to themselves, God, I wish there was a new episode of Not Without My Sister out today, but there isn't because it's Thursday or because it's... There is a new episode out every Friday on our Patreon, patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister. You can sign up, you get a bonus episode each and every Friday, you get your regular episode without any ads, and you also have a back catalogue of almost 100 exclusive bonus episodes you've never heard before that you can listen back to at your leisure. That's a lot, all the same. I know, Beatrice. It's a bargain. Think, and to think that after the third episode, we were like, we have anything else to say. <laughs> you still say that sometimes. Yeah, I know. Like, oh, do I have anything? I actually have lots of opinions. You're like, doesn't make it Could factual. this possibly be a full topic? I don't know. And then like 40 minutes later, we we're like, wrap it up. Oh, okay. So we got so many agony and questions that I can't possibly read them all out. So I'm selecting a few that I feel will be universally applicable and or juicy. Good one for us to discuss on the show starting with this is a long one actually she did this in five parts which when you're answering a little question box on Instagram is a lot of effort so mm. she deserves to be heard fair play in a five year relationship we're both 21 this year and life is getting serious I feel as though I'm way more committed than he is I make all the plans put him first all the time and feel I'm not getting the same back I feel like I'm in such a rut because I love him so much and we're together since we were so young I've talked about it with him and there's no change I don't want to lose him love the pod girlies I'll start. Beatrice looks like she needs a second. No, I'm looking like my advice isn't going to be what the person wants to hear. Well, I was just going to say, and you're not going to like this. I feel like in a lot of the relationships I've been in, I make all the plans and put him first and feel I'm not getting the same back. That's not unusual. I feel like as I got older, I just went, you know what? Society has conditioned me as a woman to kind of do the planning and do the management. Stop shaking your head. This is my experience and this is my truth. And I end up being the one who kind of takes the lead on relationship stuff. You can talk in a minute. And I just think that's probably very common in a lot of heterosexual relationships. What? Sorry, Rosemary. Having now watched Jewish matchmaking episodes one to eight and getting cracking on Indian matchmaking and whatever else matchmaking is available out there. But you didn't tell me you were there, watching Indian matchmaking. I'm telling you, I haven't started. I just teed it up there on the Netflix, which means like I added the it Netflix. to my list. Yes. Netflix. <laughs> I would say that Claire McCabe and Philip McCabe conditioned us. Oh, 
Mm. I don't think it's society. Okay, I think that society to an extent, to a large extent, does condition women and men to behave in certain patterns of behavior. Because like certainly I read a lot in the New York Times recently about I do all the housework and my husband doesn't do anything, blah, blah, blah. But the amount of comments saying, leave, this isn't going to change, leave, this isn't, like I was actually shocked by how many people weren't saying like, work through it, Mm. figure it out. And I'm not saying that this individual, this person, this listener should leave. But I do think that like, you have to figure out what are you going to, like I was amazed watching Jewish Jewish matchmaking at how much pre-thought and consideration went into defining the attributes of a partner like and Mm. the sticking points like beyond which they would not move if this person doesn't do this I am not even considering them much pickier than I would ever have allowed myself to be than I ever thought I had any right to be you know and Mm -hmm. now I go I think I actually have every right to be as picky as I want Mm -hmm. to be and I can but it might mean I have to wait a long time and that's okay or it might mean I have to wait no time because maybe everybody else is like that and it's Mm -hmm. fine and it's just about being direct with your expectations but I think it's hard right you've been with somebody since you're 16 okay Mm -hmm. so you're discovering who you are, you're discovering your own. And like you too are also going to change a lot between now and 25, whatever, yeah, right? You're yeah. going to change a lot because you're going to have a lot of experiences that you haven't already had and figure out what's important. So this whole thing might work itself out or not. But I do think without arguing about it, because the person is one way and you're the other way, it might be about saying, which of these parts are you happy with? Which of these parts can you live with? Which of these parts can you not live with, right? Because yeah. ultimately, if it's annoying to you now, Trust me, when you have other stressors in your life and Mm -hmm. other things happening and less choices, you will feel incredibly annoyed about it. Like, I actually wonder... Everything just gets amplified. I actually wonder if, like, the rage that I feel... Like, I'm talking rage. I'm talking, like, blood-boiling, unreasonable rage that I feel when I open a dishwasher that has not cleaned because the plates were not rinsed off before they were put in the the dishwasher. I go, is this reasonable? Is this like, okay, that I'm going to feel this level of rage? Like, what can I do to lessen this level of rage between now and the age of 80, you know? Mm. But I mean, I would say more to think about which of these things are really make or break? Which of these things are just, I'd like this, you know, to a certain extent, we each accept each other's foibles, right? So like, Mm -hmm. what's he accepting in you that you're not going to change? But like, what is actually just unreasonable and more of a meet in the middle? And I would, I mean, you and I talked about it recently from a, um, domestic chores perspective like literally writing down every single thing that needs to mm-hmm. happen and then breaking it out in a kind of a division of labor which is not something that we do maybe it's something we should do before we get married yeah you know yeah yeah you know what i saw a thing today a woman i follow on instagram called your rich bff she's like i'm vivian your favorite wall street girly and she does a lot of things about like financial advice and she did a thing basically going do not marry somebody who is not financially uh she said, st- did she say, she didn't say stable, but it was basically like financially mature. Somebody Healthy. who doesn't have a plan, somebody who doesn't have, like, find out what their debt is, find out what their net worth is, talk about your financial goals, get everything aligned. Do not marry somebody going into it blind about their finances. And I thought it was really interesting because I just, I mean, listen, if I fancy someone and they fancied me and like, I loved them and they loved me and they wanted to get married, I would be like, great. Well, there's a lot as well at the moment um, about prenups like people having prenups people who don't have great wealth running but they're having prenups to make sure that they are aligned same thing like mm. that they're in agreement about how if their marriage breaks down. and I think that's and especially for people who are going to go into a relationship where one party's working one party isn't potentially what would happen if I think those are important conversations to have and I agree and never would have had them yeah. but like in the, with this person um, I think if you really believe that you put him first and he doesn't put you first and he doesn't prioritize you or care about you like does he not or does he think he does or is he genuinely not like I think to say 
what is he putting first instead of you? And, you know, do you see that he's putting that effort into something else and it's not you? Like, I think that is really important, honestly, because yeah, like you are only 21. And I do think that like you've been together for five years, but also do you want to be together for seven years and then break up? Or would you prefer to be together for five years? Say we had five great years because it isn't always about like it's a failure when something breaks up. Like you had five great years. Yeah, is yeah. that enough? Yeah, yeah. No, it's just, you know? I mean, like it, it's it's a chapter and it's not a bad yeah. chapter. It's not a, it doesn't have to be a regret. But you know what I would say? So when she says I make all the plans and I put him first all the time and I feel I'm not getting the same back. I would suggest for a couple of weeks or just, you know, to start, try to focus on making some plans for yourself and putting yourself first in some ways and taking a slight step back, not a step back from the relationship in terms of like we're on a break or anything, but just go, you know what? I'm going to make a plan to go out with my friend for dinner on Friday when I usually say to him, let's make plans, let's do something. That's interesting. Like what would happen if? Exactly. I would actually say, will he miss you? Will he notice? He probably will. I would say he actually mightn't. And I think that could be interesting. Well, that's the sign in a way. No, not necessarily because he may not even realise that you are bending over backwards as you see it to accommodate him, that may not be his expectation. He may be thinking that you're doing these things because it's what you want to do, whereas you're doing it because you somehow, sounds like you feel obliged to do it because you're in a partnership, you're in a relationship. What if you didn't do it? Like I remember I had a friend of mine whose husband didn't like a certain color, so she didn't wear it, right? Mm -hmm. And then at a certain point she was like, why am I doing like, and it was Mm. similar. She was like, he doesn't, you know, pay enough attention to me, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know, F this, I'm going to start wearing this color. And she wore it, right? And she felt very empowered. But he never commented on it. He never yeah. mentioned it. And then at one point he said, oh, you're wearing a lot of that color. You know, it's nice on you, whatever. And she goes, yeah, well, I stopped wearing because you don't like it. And he goes, oh, I never even noticed. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like, it was this kind of she was sort of suppressing herself. Yeah. Even though he had said like it didn't matter to no, him. It wasn't he had never asked to her to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think like this could also be maybe a misunderstanding. And you know what? Um, the other thing is it might sound silly to you. Right. But would you think about like if this relationship is super important to you and to him, would you go and do a couple of counselling sessions and have a mediator there to discuss these things? Like, is it worth it to you? And I feel like we don't go to counselling until something's breaking until down. Until something's broken, yeah. But very often, yeah. like what I hear about more and more is people going to counselling to make sure that their relationship's getting off on the right foot or... Yeah, preventative counselling, like exactly. preventative Botox, except actually real. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment here. <laughs> okay. So I think that was some sound advice. Might be a bit confusing, but mm. hope oh. you get there. I think we gave lots of different types of we advice did. there. The next one. Summer dressing tips. Oh God. Best anti-chafe shorts. Oh God, summer dressing tips. Most Can I just worn say, things. Oh yeah. Anything pink. I just really like pink. Oh, you do? Where was that pink dress you were wearing yesterday from? Target. Oh, so cute. Was it new? No. Oh, so cute. I'll tell you, you just need to get those dresses. What's the name of that label? The dresses that you have like oh. four of and one is entirely worn out in the bum. Rajuta. <laughs> Rajuta Sheth. We can put it in the... It's a, they're, they're caftans, right? And they're, they're great so for nice. the summer. However, yeah. I don't feel very trendy, I'll tell you, when I wear them. Like, oh. I, I feel very summery. If I'm in a summer location, I'm like, wow, I am floating around here looking amazing. When I went to the local school and Fox tried to hold my hand and couldn't find it because of the amount of fabric <laughs> around my sleeve, I was like, I am a hick. And the day before yesterday, when I went to the school, just I was dropping in in the morning just to drop in Fox's application forms for kindergarten, like he's starting school next year. And as I crossed the street, Bo goes, Mom, Mom. And I was like, Yes, Bo. I was turning around, like, all beatific because I'm in, you know, the, yes, the presence. Darling. Exactly, the presence of lots of other parents. Yes, Bo. Instead of like, What? Why are you screaming at me across the road? I was like, Yes, Bo. He goes, Mom, I can see your underpants. <laughs> and I was like, 
oh, sorry. So I had to grab all of my skirt like I was, you know, some kind of lady in waiting. Oh God, like you're about to start doing an Irish dance. Yes. And like kind of bunch it up at my side and look really casual, smiled my way into the school, dropped the papers. I could only use one hand, clearly. And then left. And I was, I was, but did I throw out that skirt? No. I hung it up and, rem- and said to myself, remember, this is the one with the hole in the arse. I'd also like to point out the last time I saw you wearing that dress, I went, that is home. I know, but I actually thought I'd thrown it out. But clearly that was a dream. <laughs> But honestly, I will tell you, summer dressing, here's my top tip. Ditch all your black clothes, except if you're like going out somewhere and want to feel really cool, right? And like, this sounds ridiculous, but I'm so sick of wearing leggings, black skirts, black t-shirts, black. I feel so wintry and I could put this all on today and I feel really wintry. And that's why the other day I was like, I'm putting on my pink dress and my pink cardigan and my pink this and my pink that. You looked very cute. And that was actually, you were coming coming from therapy yesterday. I know you looked lovely. And I was thinking about when I go to therapy, I literally would wear leggings, a big oversized, the comfiest clothes and big oversized t-shirt and runners. And then I curl up on the couch with a cushion on my, on my tummy. And cry. You know what I mean? Cry. And cry, basically, in therapy. Yeah. Well, I did cry in therapy. And so I came out looking fantastic. And pink, pink all over. Pink swollen face to match my gorgeous outfit. Yeah, I looked great. You did look great. But you- honestly, I was having this whole conversation with um, friends of mine from work, ex-work. And we were talking about like... I, you know, there are certain clothes you have that you, you really like, not the man repeller. It's not like intentionally, this is a repelling, shapeless thing. But the clothes that genuinely make you feel good are not always the clothes that make you look good. You know, the clothes that make me truly happy are like the big voluminous skirt with the massive multicolor print. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you put them on because you know you're going to have a nice day. And to me, that's what summer dressing is all about. Like, this is your Bright, opportunity. Bright, happy clothing. It should actually, maybe that should be my mantra every day. I should, I should make more of an effort. I should go upstairs and ditch every you know, piece of crap. You know what crap. it is? You should dress for the mood you want to be in, not the mood you are oh, in. Oh, 100%. Because I always dress for the mood I'm in. Oh, and no, that's I'm like, 100% annoyed. it, yeah. Um, I, best in the summer... Anti, best anti-chafe shorts. Oh, I, I just don't know. walk anywhere. Oh, I'll tell you what shorts I actually love. And I bought about four pairs in that last year. It was those Adidas shorts. That in, and they have great colours, except they have the mesh interior, which I hate. Oh, well, no. This person's talking about like underwear shorts to wear underdresses. How do you know that? Because anti-chafe shorts are underwear. They're to wear underdresses and skirts so that your thighs don't rub together. Oh, what about like actually just shorts that don't chafe? Shorts that don't chafe? Yeah, yeah. Those are the Adidas ones. I love them. Well, you could wear these. They're short. You know what? Bizarrely, Abercrombie and Fitch actually has some really nice denim shorts that are not Bermuda length, which I think is very hick, but also not hot pant length. So they're like long enough so that you won't chafe. Do you know what I mean? But not long enough to look really hick and like mumsy. How are they supposed to be shorts that you wear under your skirts? No, no. I'm just talking about, you were talking about general shorts now, so I'm talking about general shorts. I have not tried very many shorts that you wear under your skirts. Any that I've tried, I've just found too hot, but I'm also too hot all the time and I was too hot all winter and I'm bound to be too hot all summer as well. So I just basically, if I have to walk anywhere, I will wear actual shorts. And if I'm just going out for like a little leisurely stroller to the pool or whatever, I'll wear a dress or whatever and not worry about shorts underneath it. I would never be wearing shorts underneath them. They'd be too hot. Yeah, but you obviously don't get really bad chub rub then. You've oh, you've uh, seen my chub rub. It's terrible. Oh yeah, but I feel like I'm going to. I got some bad one there last week that I was like, what is this? Oh, did so, you? Yeah, yeah, it can get really bad. Um, apparently that mega babe, mega babe does this, that kind of a roll on stick thing that you, that you rub on your thighs that apparently stops them Tell you what, doing we'll something. buy it, we'll try it, we'll let you know. Oh yeah, okay. Leave us a voice note. Let us know what yeah. you use for your, for yeah, your thigh chafing. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The next one's also a fashion one, right? We might as well pile the fashion ones on together. I'm 40 years old. How do I dress myself? All I know is skinny jeans. Skinny jeans are out. Hate to tell you. Excuse me. I'm joking. Skinny jeans are classic. They'll never be out. I know, I know. Then how do you dress yourself? How do you like to dress yourself? I honestly think like, look at a couple of people. I think, I think here comes your mood board actually is good advice. What? The one where like you made the mood board for all the clothes that. Oh yeah. Well, I, so I have a Pinterest board that's like dream style. And I looked at it recently and I, I looked through it and I was like, yeah, these are all dream shots. And then I realized I own almost every single item, like in some version, you know what I mean? So I have a white t-shirt, I have a pair of skinny jeans, I have a this, I have a that. But it wasn't actually that I was like, none of them are particularly stylish. They're all just really thin. So now I'm trying to go, okay, I need to find women who look a bit like me that I could go, okay, I can dress like them because they have the body that I have. And I think it looks nice in them. Do you know what I mean? Rather than trying to dress for a body that I don't have, which I had been doing previously by making this dream board of women who don't look remotely like me. Well, a lot of it is also confidence and occasion as well, because I mean, look at the bird's papaya, your other obsession, right? And she wears a lot of crop tops and this and that, but like you couldn't be wearing that to an office necessarily. So I think like what's lacking here from this question is some context. I'm 40, which I actually don't think is old because I'm 44. And, but like, where are you going? Like, what kind of clothes are you looking for? You know well, I, mean? I think I think if you're very used to skinny jeans, a kind of a nice transition from skinny jeans could just be skinny or like cigarette or even straight leg trousers or like a cropped, so like definitely not a pedal pusher, but like an ankle length pant. You know what I mean? That's kind of like with a bit of stretch. You can get the Marks and Spencer. Old Navy has quite nice ones that you can still wear with the same shoes that you'd wear with your skinny jeans, but are just slightly maybe slightly more elevated, but but also like if you get them with a bit of stretch and then they're still relaxed, it's still a casual look, you know what I mean? But you just don't feel like you're in your, it's like a step away from your skinny jeans uniform without leaving it entirely. So I would also say you can wear skinny jeans. Oh yeah, you can sorry, absolutely keep wearing wear your skinny jeans. Wear your skinny jeans. I would, also, I would say maybe, you know what I feel like, I think what actually updates your skinny jeans is a new wash. Because I had 
ton of black skinny jeans that like I thought were amazing at the time, right? This is like three or four years ago now, right? Maybe even five, probably. Actually, it's probably six years ago that these stupid pants, but I, I like the brand Air, A-Y-R, mm-hmm. for jeans. And I think they have a very nice cigarette pant, as a cigarette cut jean. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it's, it's still very flattering and high-waisted, but it's not like, you know, it's not, it's not difficult to wear if you're comfortable with skinny jeans. It's just a little bit less tapered. Mm-hmm. And so it looks a little bit more modern and fresh. And it also has that cut that's slightly at the, just at the ankle yeah, bone. Yeah. But that's hard, right? Because we're all different heights. So it's hard yeah. to get the right cut. But I think they're good because they have different length legs and they have different, they have a lot of different washes that yeah. I think look really nice as well. So, I mean, I don't necessarily always buy them because they're expensive, but like I look at them for inspiration and then look elsewhere to find yeah, yeah, similar, to find a, you know, a dupe, as they say. Yeah. Because um, like, I think that I, I get what you're saying about slacks, right? for want of a better word. Mm-hmm. But that's a very different look. Like if you're used to wearing jeans, there's a casual sort of urban look going yes, on there. Yes, but I feel that you can kind of achieve that with like, say those wide leg crop trousers that I got from Marks and Spencer. I feel like them and oh. jeans are kind of interchangeable. Oh. Now I know they're wide leg, but they're kind of... Oh, you're making a face like no, you hate no, no. them. I love no, them. No, I like them. I don't think they're interchangeable. I think they're like, I think they're more of a trouser versus jeans are just very universal. They're kind of like a nondescript mm. fabric, if you know what I mean. They're like the the basis of a, of a recipe, you know, yeah, yeah, that you put other things on top of to make a flavor versus like those pants have an attitude all of they're, their own. They're the outfit. Yeah, yeah I know yeah, what you they're mean. They're very nice. You know what I would say though as well, if you're like, if you've been wearing the same skinny jeans, to your point like ones that I like, right, are Levi's wedgie jeans, I think are really nice in just the true blue. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really nice, like really versatile, can be dressed up, can be dressed down. Works really nicely on a lot of different bodies and has a an okay size range, not great for plus sizes. I think Madewell is good. Mm-hmm. And I also like, what's the other one that I have? Um, Everlane. Oh, I, I like have Everlane. some jeans from Everlane yeah. and I quite like them. And they're like, not too they have a little bit of stretch but not so stretchy that they get really misshapen you yeah. know what I mean so they're quite nice and they do a really nice straight leg jean which might be nice as well if you're really used to skinnies to go for just a straight because it's not so different like you're not wearing flares and feeling yeah. weird although I, I did recently buy that pair of flares twice from Old Navy remember I genuinely have about 40 pairs of jeans upstairs that I swear I wear one of them so I'm going to need you to come over and so I can do a I heard the thing yeah it's only about one of them what fits me right now as well. But anyway. Sorry, nice. you gave me back those pennies jeans the other day that I was like, <laughs> like I opened them up and I went, oh, these massive jeans. Literally, they would not go past my knees. Size 18 as well. That sizing's crazy. So anyway, annoying. what's your favorite summer activity? Badminton. When was the last time you played badminton? Well, I looked at the net today and thought I should bring it out to the garden. Last summer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that you have your actual net. Is that your favorite summer activity? Drinking in the back garden. I just think lazing by the pool. Hanging out with my friends in the back garden. Yeah. Lazing by the pool, rolling around like rotisserie chicken every 30 minutes. My favourite summer activity, gardening. Actually, I mean, yeah, Rosemary, I very this, week, my garden now. this week you and I contemplated joining the Fort Wayne Ladies Contemplated? Garden. I thought we decided we were joining it. Oh, did we? Yeah, did you get an email? No, I didn't actually. We'll Do you know what them. it's called? The Plant Club? I don't okay, know. We'll so find it. it was no, great. is the answer. You don't we know went what to the ladies, the local ladies' plant. Well, I remember they said they were all ladies. There were no men. Oh thank were... God! It would not be joining if there were any men. Really? That was a joke. Oh, and I was like, do you know what? This kind of thing that Mom would love to join, mm. and like that Ursula, our aunt, is a member of, and that yeah. Pauline is. I was like, I should join this now. Like, really become part of the thread, Community. the fabric yeah. of Fort Wayne. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, basically, we were Beatrice was driving the kids to school and saw a sign that said plant sale. And I'd actually seen them putting it up the night before and rang me and said, are you ready? Come over right now. We'll go to this plant sale. <laughs> so I went, great, Atlas, are you ready? And then realized he'd done an enormous stinking poop. Oh, God. So then I had to take 10, anyway, take 10 minutes to do that. But they had beautiful plants that they, they really told me that plants. they planted and then dug up from the garden. That's the only part I don't like the sound of. I don't want to have to actually <laughs> dig things out of my own garden to sell. But like, maybe I can buy some stuff in Lowe's and sell it on. No, but I mean, they were beautiful. They were beautiful. I'm just more like, I know, but like, I'll have to have a separate section. No, but you could also, you you can take slips from your stuff and then grow them. Rosemary, that's not the problem. The problem is like all the seeds that I plant out there. I'm truly convinced that a squirrel has eaten every seed out there. They are all like, it's, it's a lot of effort. Not even effort. Like, it's a lot of, I'd just be so stressed out by like, are these, those two plants that the kids bring home every year. So at the end of the school year, they come home with a plant from school. Did you get these this year or just Casey get them? We got one last year, the little tree that yes. I'm convinced is dead, but Neil the gardener said is not dead, but has not produced a single well, leaf since the day it they got come taken home with a school. tiny little pot and a plant and then like the plant description. And it's like, keep this plant alive over the summer, replant, repot it, transplant it, do all this kind of stuff. And then you bring it back in in September and they have like a plant fair and whoever, you know, has the most healthy plant, et cetera, wins. Ooh. So... And the stress. Year one, they both died, right? Because I wasn't paying enough attention. Last year, the stress of keeping them. Do you think these kids even look at them? God, you're lucky you weren't here in the 80s. I'm pretty sure that American kids got sent home with like the class hamster and stuff. Oh, potentially. I think I have the class hamsters. hamsters are replaceable. What? I think I have the hamsters. Name's Bo. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, they're out in the back garden now. And like, they can't even recognize their own plants, which is incredibly unhelpful. I go, is this your plant? I don't know. Can't recognize their own, but they're not their children. Well, that they carried them home. (laughs) Right. Anyway, and it says then on whatever it says on the, like on the little name tag, you know, needs to be robust, you know, bright Mm. colored, whatever. And that's how they judge. That's how they judge it in September. So I'm now feeling really competitive. But like, these are two plants that I was given. Actually, maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll buy baby plants at the beginning. Wait, what what month is this? May? Yeah. No, that's not going to work. Maybe I'll get Neil, the gardener, to plant some plants for me and I'll, and I'll bring them to the plant sale. Okay, we haven't even the joined the plant club okay. yet. But yeah, gardening. I am really enjoying my gardening. And we are semi-planning on starting daily walks. Oh yeah, I am. Which is where our anti-shave shorts will come in. Did you buy the, the standing board thing? Did you even look at those links I sent you? Forgot. Oh yeah, so she was like, we have to start going for walks, but we need to get something for Fox, who's just turned five, so that like if we go on a decent hour-long walk, he won't be complaining. And I was like, why don't we get one of those boards? Actually, if you have a board that goes in the back of your buggy that your four or five-year-old goes on, Peter, stop looking so bored. This is important. I'm not boards. bored. I just feel exhausted now. Oh, me too. All this planning you're but doing. If, but if you have one of these boards that is amazing, please send us a link. I preferred when you were talking about like flipping around by the pool, like a tiny beach <laughs> twill. Okay, next question. But is that your favorite activity? I also activity. love going to the beach with the kids. I genuinely love going to St. Joseph, like to a small little town. Little town. Okay. I loved I loved going to the beach with your kids. I'm not quite sure I would love going with Atlas because he's just at such an annoying have to chase him around nonstop age. I love it. You know those pictures I have of Fox in the little hat? Oh yeah. I mean he's oh my god, remember Fox running through the sand? That was oh what was he? No, do you remember he like lay in the sand dunes and kicked around provocatively like a mini Lolita? No, no, sorry. Remember the slow motion video we had him to the Baywatch tune? That was amazing. I must find that. Yes. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, I would like to do that with Atlas, but I just, having to run around after him the whole time, it's, I find it hard to run around after him in your house. Keeps you fit and gets you an all over even Keeps tan. me fit. I'd have to get fit first. All over. Okay. Gets you fit and gives you an all over tan. You know what also gives me an all over tan? 
lying by the pool and flipping like rotisserie chicken every 30 minutes. I was thinking today, it is such a relief that the kids can all swim now, except for Fox, he was in the house. I know, except for Atlas. That's what's stressful. Yeah, but he'll be like in his ring, right? Because I mean, a couple of times you've fallen asleep at the pool, unhelpfully. A light snooze. I would have woken up at the first sign of danger. Mm -hmm. Anyway, okay, moving on. Letting grey hair just be and no dye, will it ever look good? Will it ever? Somebody needs, uh, that's a great question, Rosemary. You're going to have to answer it because look at the front of my hair. It's all, uh, where's, why don't I have a Jenna Lyons-esque I know, a streak. I'd love that. I've also been thinking about letting, like I've thought a few times about letting my grey hair grow out and then every time it gets to about an inch, I'm like, no, because it's just going to look so shit for so long. Not if Unless you cut it I short. Unless I pixie cut again. No, I'm not yeah, doing get that again. Yeah, get a pixie cut. Could no. do it. You could have those frosted tips again that you so oh, loved. Okay. We don't I, know the answer to this question, but I, we would like to know. I have more thoughts on this question. I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp this week with the kids. Absolute. It's not where I thought you were going with your thoughts. Garbage, okay. right? First 45 minutes of absolute nonsense. Finally, the movie picked up and like, I well, I fell asleep at one point and then woke up and it's, I finally had gotten good. Michelle Pfeiffer returned from the quantum realm with fully grey hair, no plastic surgery allegedly, and looked top notch. So if I could look like Michelle Pfeiffer with grey hair, yes. What was the question again? Will it ever look good? No, she said, letting grey hair just be a oh, no God. die, will it ever look good? It's the growing out process is so painful. I actually think if you can have long hair, grey, but like my hair also grows at a rate of like well, a snail's pace. That's what pace. I was just about to say, you'd be 12 years growing it long, like from root to end, letting the dye grow out. Do you understand how hair works? I'm not sure you do. What are you talking about? <laughs> of course I'm saying, I understand. It's already. If, okay. If I decided I feel, now to. Sorry, sh- I'm talking about me. Okay. I, if, you know you deci- I, sh- sh- if you decided now to let your hair go gray, right? <laughs> Fully gray and never dye it again. Why are you waving your hand? It would like take that? you. Shh. I understand. It would take you 12. Sh- you don't understand. Do. It would take you at least 12 years to get gray hair down to your chin. Thanks, Rosemary. No, it wouldn't. Because you know what's amazing? Is that Extensions? My ha- no, <laughs> that's actually not a bad idea. But you know what's amazing? Wigs. Shut up. Okay, I will not give you the question. Let me tell you what's amazing. My hair, when dyed, grows incredibly slowly. And yet my hair, when grey, seems to come shooting out of my head like a rocket. Because I'm like, what is going on? How do I have half an inch of grey growth already? So you think it would only take you a year, basically, I think to it get would probably hair. only take me a year to Why have extremely do short, curly grey hair. <laughs> Like tiny grey pubes. <laughs> really shit. Tiny grey pubes all over my like head. Like a tiny grey haired Justin Timberlake, but old. <laughs> Thanks a lot. But I'm, I'm just as good at dancing and singing, so. Okay, last question. And acting. <laughs> last question. This is a tough one. I hate my boss. Oh. She's a bully. Mm. But I love my job. Very small company, no moving within. Do I stay or do I go? Is this a pointed question? Does this, is this person, did this person, when this person wrote this in, report to me? Is this a bitchy question? No, Beatrice, it's an Irish person. Okay, good. I think go. You'll waste your life waiting for that boss to move on. And it's really hard to work for somebody who is a bully. I actually have a different perspective on this. Go on. So I think I've had a couple of different, no, I've had a couple of difficult bosses. And I think that. I had one boss who was so nice to begin with and so terrible to end with. And I cried every day going to work. I cried on the way in. I felt sick to my stomach, et cetera. And I was like, I have to leave. And I left. And I left for a job that I probably loved less. I loved the company. I loved the job that I had, et cetera. And I left. And a month later, she left. Right. Mm. 
And I have a family member, a very close family member. You also have the same family member who had a job. This was like 30 years ago and was offered a promotion, right? And, but the promotion was to a job that they weren't like, they weren't not excited about, but it was maybe not like super senior and that their boss, their new prospective boss was not long in the role. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they asked advice of a colleague and the colleague said, listen, if you want to go, if you want to go, you know, if you want to get promoted, if you want to go places in your career, et cetera, I wouldn't go here because there isn't a lot of room for growth, et cetera. And weirdly and sadly, right, six months later, that boss, so they didn't take the role, but that, that prospective boss actually died, right? Oh so, yeah, dropped dead heart yeah, attack. Dropped dead of heart attack, yeah. exactly. So, so they would have been the boss, basically. They would have been stayed. the boss. So I just think like, you have to think about it. Remove that person from the situation, like, and think about it. Do you really love your job? Are you really happy with this company? Are you growing in other ways? Are you learning other things? How much is this person impinging on your own mental health? I also look at companies that I've worked at where some people have been there for 16, 20 years, right? People my age, right, have been there for 16, 20 years and they're so happy, but they obviously are quite stoic. And I often laugh at them and say, what must you have seen? And yet mm -hmm. you rode it out where I'm more impetuous. I'll be like, I yeah. can't stand this. I have to leave. This is terrible. I have to go, you know? Yeah. And they're just more like, they're playing the long game of like, well, listen, I'll be here long after you. So I think, do you think that your boss is also in love with the company? Is he or she going to stay there like forever? Mm. And how much are they truly impacting you or how much are you allowing them to impact you? Like if you were to take a step back and say, I am not going to let this person you know, get into my brain. And I know that's not always possible because mm. like, I haven't managed to be super successful with it myself. But like, is there another way around it? Because I do think like nothing is forever and I wouldn't, I wouldn't run for the hills. But at a certain point, like I would say, if this, you know, if this person's nasty to you every day and gets their kicks by bullying you, et cetera, well then mm. like that's a different situation. But if they're just doing their job and they're just a dick, you know, how can you minimize interaction? How can you figure out other ways to grow, et cetera. So I, I don't think there's a one size fits all answer there. No. And you know what I would say as well? I think it's always a good thing to have your eyes open and to keep, to keep an open mind when it comes to other opportunities. So keep an eye out on what else is there. I also think it's really good. And like, I never did this and I wish I had when I was working is to apply for different jobs and do the odd interview. Cause that's a muscle, right? That like you don't exercise that for years and then you go into it and you're like, geez, I have no idea what I'm doing. You're really nervous. I think it's a good thing to even go for an interview once every year or once every two years and just keep a foot in that kind of recruitment. You know what I mean? To kind of know what it's like, know what people are asking, know what people are looking for. And you never know, even if you haven't decided to leave, you might stumble upon a role that just seems much like that seems perfect for you and has more you know, opportunity for growth and in a similar company. Or you might stay where you are and love it or your boss might drop dead. The other thing I would say is like, I think it's always always very helpful to think like, what is this person's agenda? You know, because mm. it's very easy to, when somebody's being mean to you or nasty to you, to say like, this person hates me and I'm doing a crap job. And like, it's a very self-fulfilling prophecy as well. You know, mm -hmm. I'm doing a crap job and they start to go like, am I doing a crap job? Is everything I do crap? Am I not yeah. good at my job, etc." Whereas sometimes when you take a step back, you can go like, okay, what's this person's agenda? Is it to eliminate me? Probably not. Is it to be incredibly successful in their own role? Potentially. Right. Is it to gain plaudits in this position and move on to something else? Maybe. Is it self-promotion? And like knowing that sometimes can give you more um, kind of access to understanding how to navigate the person mm -hmm, or how mm -hmm. to play the person. But like I wouldn't worry about 
building a good relationship with this person, you're probably not going to. Getting this person's respect and proving to them that you're good at your job, you're probably not going to if you haven't gotten there already. Like yeah. I would more say like, how do I minimize this person's impact, impact on, me. on me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And how do I really sort of feel comfortable with what I'm contributing and who I am and like really try and compartmentalize that part. It's very hard, you know? Yeah, yeah. But if you can really look at that person and go like, I am not going to allow you to impact me. Yeah. You know what the answer to all these questions has been? Look at what makes you happy in your relationship where you're organizing everything for your boyfriend. Like, look at what makes you happy and spend some time on yourself. Prioritize yourself. Yeah. Like, how can I dress for summer? What makes you happy? Look at what makes you happy and wear that. Uh, You know, how do I dress? All I'm wearing is skinny jeans. Do skinny jeans make you happy? Wear them. Mm -hmm. That's like, yeah. I mean, I did actually see, was it a quote from my favorite Glennon Doyle saying, I spent so much time chasing happiness, I didn't realize that I was supposed to experience all the other emotions too. And I do think that sometimes in our society, we kind of chase happiness thinking that it's bad to experience everything else and it's not like it's all a spectrum you know I think it's more that we think that other people provide us happiness or own our happiness where we own our own happiness if you know what I mean to an extent and that's like obviously a very privileged perspective yeah I was also reading an article recently just occurred to me it was basically like is your boss a narcissist because if your boss is a narcissist just get out of there there's like nothing you can do about it you can't fix a narcissist you can't impress them because they don't care but that doesn't mean you necessarily need to leave. It just means you need to accept that. You need to accept that you can't. You can also have a great job. And your your boss, I think what you need to remember is that your boss actually can't impact your happiness. Like they can, they can, and I know they can, and they have in my life. But also you do not need to impress your boss. You don't need to look for appreciation from your boss is what no, I'm saying. No, but I always just found it so frustrating to think that like you're doing all this work and making all this effort for somebody who doesn't appreciate you, isn't impressed and is getting all the credit for it. You know what I mean? At the upper levels. And I personally have previously worked for a narcissist. And I think if I saw the signs again in somebody I was working for, I just wouldn't be able to do it. So I think, I mean, obviously it depends on, to your point, what can you put up with? You know, what can you live with? If you love your job, can you love your job and that be enough and live your life and have a great life and try not to let the boss impact you? Like, is that possible? And if it's not possible, then maybe that's the sign that you should move on. Yeah, I would say if it's not possible and if it's going to upset you every day, then you should move on. Yeah, because life is too short. But I also think that we do give other people a lot of power over us. And we give a lot of other people. Now, sometimes they have a lot of power over Mm. us, right? But, oh, I know what I was going to say, which was like, sometimes it's important to remember, like, as we, you know, as as we deal with people, that we we tend to be very hierarchical, right? It is a hierarchical structure usually. Mm. And we tend to also behave very submissively and hierarchically. And like, how would, you know, without being rude or offensive, how would you normally deal with this person if yeah, they were yeah. a peer of yours? Yeah, if like they I, were just your friend's friend, you yeah. met at a party, how would you talk to them? Or like how would I, you let them talk to you as yeah, well? Yeah, I often say to myself, when I had a job, I often said to myself, like, in three years time, this person won't be my boss anymore. Mm. I'll meet them out for a cocktail or whatever, or not, you know, or I'll meet them at, yeah, yeah. like in a bar, or in a restaurant or something. And I'll be so annoyed with how submissive I was mm. and how I didn't challenge the stupid statements that they came out with, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that did help me to an extent. And it also helped me kind of go, doesn't matter. Like I am not impacted by your mm-hmm. opinion of me. Now, I am impacted by your review of me, yes, by your rating yeah, of me. Yeah. But it also depends, like, what what is their real power over you? As they say in Labyrinth, you have no power over me. Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. I've been Rosemary McCabe. Huh. I'm still Beatrice McCabe. And we have, as always, loved our time together and with you because we are never happier than when we are not without 
my sister. And you know what else? Do you know what else I'm happy about? I'm happy about because now in the time that we recorded those podcasts with all the shuffling around upstairs, the kids are all in bed, I hope, and fast asleep. They don't sound fast asleep. They sound wide awake. They sound wide awake, but at least they're bed adjacent. I think they're probably my bed adjacent. Oh, God. Thank you all so much for listening. Get us on Patreon, patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister and go on to our Instagram at notwithoutmysister. Send us a DM with a little voice note and we will play it in the next episode if it's good. If it's bad, we will ignore it. Oh my God. We will play it if it's heartfelt. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. You're so American. Love you. Bye. Love you guys. Not Without My Sister is recorded in studio in Fort Wayne by Don Kirkland, who also wrote our theme tune and the original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. 